take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, 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 Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and today this is Season 5, Chapter 7 of the Balloon Artist Podcast. Today is an interview with Tina Junta from Shivu Balloons from Australia. She is a megastar teacher. She instructs in so many conventions, and you know why? It's because she is super talented. Um, this interview is going to be shorter than usual due to an unfortunate technical mishap where half of the interview got lost, and uh, now we were able only to reconstruct Uh, some of the goodies of the wonderful Tina Junta. I will basically, in the middle, come back in and explain what she just said between the first part and the second part. There was a, a bit that was lost. I apologize, and those things happen, you know. But really good tips that I will uh, recreate for you in my own voice. So let's start with the introduction of Tina Junta, and we'll see you in a bit. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and we are in the Qualtex Israel event, celebrating 100 years of Pioneer Company. And I'm here with Tina Junta. Tina Junta, all the way from Melbourne. This is so exciting for me to interview you. We are so lucky to have you here. It was an amazing two days. How are you, Tina? You're making me blush, Zivi, please. I'm very, very good. Thank you so much. I had an amazing two days. The Israeli people are wonderful. They're so friendly, just beautiful people. Thank you so much for having me. You have no idea how excited I am. We saw your passion and your <laughs> excitement in class, and it was, like, addictive. It was just something <laughs> that makes you want to keep watching. Tina, tell us a little bit about your business in Melbourne. So I started Shavu Balloons um, just after my son was born, my first child, 17 years ago. And um, just as a mum, I was at home and it was a hobby. I just gave me something creative to do because I came from a hairdressing background, so I missed being creative, and this gave me that, that outlet. And it just, I, it, I, it was contagious. I just wanted to keep doing it. And uh, I started meet, meeting people in the industry and started to attend training sessions, and there was no turning back. Uh, love it. And... So I started at home just um, while the children were little and then nine years after I started I moved into a warehouse um, so I've got a hundred square meter uh, yes hundred square meter warehouse with a mezzanine level and an office um, and it's 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 a, it's It's great now because I can go to work and then come home and leave everything at work um, and separate the two. Wow, and that's uh, quite a progress uh, from working only at your home with your kids at your home. And uh, these days uh, you already have uh, a place of yourself for yourself for, for building with the bigger stuff and researching and, and training and so on. Boom, this is when the interview got stopped due to a failure on the technical level of the batteries of the recorder. So what Tina spoke about later is her system where she basically, when she has a phone call from a customer, she will not give any pricing. 
she will ask a bunch of open-ended questions that allow the customer to explain what is his vision, what does he wants to get. And there are a few questions that Tina Junta asks for, which are really clever, including the question about um, the invitation and the cake. So these two details are quite unusual for us to ask about, and here is the psychology of it. If she can see an invitation, she can match the colors of the balloons and the decor, but she can also uh, smell and identify if the customer has a budget or not, or how budget-oriented uh, is this uh, customer. Um, so asking for if they already have an invitation or not, and if they do, um, not, don't give a quote yet until you see it. And that's one thing. Another thing about the cake Again, if they have an inv- uh, already made a reservation for a cake, then you want to see a picture of it. You can tell them that you can match the colors to the cake and that you have a plan about decorating uh, some sort of an arch on top of the ca- cake, so you need to know the colors. But, uh, but if they don't have a cake yet, or if they have you know, a cake and they send you a picture of how it will look like and it looks crap, sorry, then they don't necessarily have the budgets that you need so two pieces of information that can actually create a win-win situation where you will improve the decoration you can improve the matches of the colors but you can also learn a lot about the customer and about their uh, budgets and on the next section you will hear how uh, she asks to get information about the space she always draws the space a drawing in handwriting and she sends that handwriting uh, drawing of the space and what she will decorate inside to the customer in the process of the quote and this helps the customer to understand uh, what exactly is he getting and now let's hear tina junta in the rest of the interview talks about uh, you know uh, her, her packages and how she serves her customers by allowing them to reuse some of the decor pieces in the same event twice by, for example, moving it from the outside to the inside and also how, you know, by not pushing the most expensive designs and by really trying to fit the budget of the customer, she's able to get some loyal customers and prove that she is fair. Let's hear Tina Junta in the rest of the interview. So, yes, the second part of the program is um, the space and how do we convince our our client that um, they want more than just, for example, a centrepiece um, because that's all they think they need and really we must give them the options because they don't, a lot of clients don't know that they have those options and, you know, if they go to another function, you know, down the track and they see a fully decorated room and they they only had centrepieces, well, they might feel like, well, oh, I could have had that. So, it is our job to give them the options. So the way that I find works really well is that I draw a picture um, and I, you know, I plan of the actual room. Uh, I ask the client, where is the, so where is the entrance? Where is the cake table going? Where are the tables going? Um, by doing that, um, one of the very first things I do is I ask them where the, the cake table is going because that seems to be a focal point at the moment where the, the, all the pictures are taken there, the family shots, and that's where I can really sell you know, some, some good decor. So 
when I say to them, okay, so they enter from here, where is the cake table? If they, when they tell me where it is, if it's not in full view of the entrance, I tell them about, you know, possibly moving it so you can see it as soon as you walk in because they've paid lots of money for their cake and for all their other beautiful things and people should see it as soon as you walk in and enjoy it. They appreciate that because they didn't think of that and that tends to win them over and then they, they, they trust me a lot more. So then we talk about where are the tables going and, and when I draw my picture I, I point out areas and and they can visualize what that room is actually going to look like they couldn't see that before um so they can see where you know if i suggest something they can see that that space actually needs something and and by the end of the the drawing they're actually asking me what what should i have do i need something here or do i need to put something there and i i'm I'm very mindful of people's budgets i don't assume that they've got lots of money to spend so i always give them options i try and give them two or three options and give them you know if for example if I say to them you know we could put something at the entrance but then let's bring it inside so that we can enjoy it and it's not being wasted Uh, and people they feel that I care and I do care I really do Um, and really at the end of the day I prefer people to spend what they can afford and decorate the entire room because that makes me look good rather than spending lots of money on one piece um, and then people don't really notice it. So, so Tina really cares about her customers and she really cares about the overall experience of the event so that the decoration will serve multiple functions, not just the immediate atmosphere creator, which is the cake table and the decoration around him, but also um, on the way to the tables and the entrance and so on and, and using stuff smartly and, and uh, with budget awareness. But at the same time, you don't tell them the prices right away. How do you tackle the, okay, but how much is that and how much is that? So we, we have all the discussions and I get all the ideas. I never give quotes straight away because I'm going to make a mistake. When I'm, You've got to stop and think about quotes. So once I take all the information away, then I will send them an email that night, the next day, um, with lots of ideas and, and give them their options. And that's generally they will go with, you know, often the, the top of the range, but if not, they'll go with the second choice. They very rarely go with the cheaper option. And yeah, I've, I learned that very early. Don't, don't just give them a price straight away because you will make a mistake. Yeah. And when we, when we make mistakes on budgeting decor, uh, we later either feel crap about ourselves or we need to do some shortcuts which are bad for us and for the customer. Yeah, correct. No, you don't want to make shortcuts. You, you want to arrive at, at the venue and be looking forward to decorating it be excited about decorating you don't want to get there and 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 feel like oh i've got to do this but i'm not really making any money who wants to do that tina junta you have quite a schedule ahead of you for teaching and also you are a part of the team that arranges a convention in australia so tell us first about the balloon camp convention yes um i am um the vice president of the balloon artists and supplies association of victoria um, and we are just about to um, have our second balloon camp um, it's on the 18th and 19th of, of June, so it's only, what, what's that, a week away, two weeks away? Um, and uh, it's, it's actually a camp. When I say camp, it's, it's in the country, 
and we uh, sleep in cabins and we um, you know have fireplaces and and roast marshmallows and it's it's great fun this this camp um, we've brought over or we're bringing over four international instructors we've got Dante Longi uh, Jason Sakoda Cody Williams and Tobe Tope Abalud um, it's a really fun environment it's very casual there is nothing formal about it we have pajama party karaoke night um, we have uh, games night um, very very casual it's very Aussie so that's that's uh, the, the event that's coming up now and then um, I've got um, oh we started Q tour in Australia actually that was a few months ago so we I did Brisbane and um, Adelaide uh, and that was very exciting to start Q tour um, and then I've got in October Q tour in the US and I'm lucky enough to have LA Las Vegas Boston and Ohio um, so I'll be teaching with Keith and Dante again and Jill Shortreed and and McGovern and then well balloon convention <laughs> so you have so many opportunities to meet with Tina and to learn and you should because uh, not only her designs and her organic designs are, are wonderful but also as you've uh, witnessed her uh, understanding of how to talk with the customer and how to serve him better by selling more balloons to him <laughs> no I'm kidding uh, but basically so, per, making the decoration fits his needs and uh, her needs there's so much that you can learn from Tina and I'm really looking forward to meeting you uh, in WBC Tina Junta If someone wants to learn more about you, where should they go? Well, they can go to my Facebook page, uh, Tina Junta Shavu Balloons, and ask to be my friend. Uh, they can go to the Shavu Balloons Facebook page. Um, message me anytime. If you want to ask any questions, I'm more than happy to help. My website, any of those. What, what is their website name? Website is uh, www.shavuballoons.com.au. And just in case you didn't uh, stop the car to write it down like you should have, I'm actually going to put everything for you guys on the balloonartistpodcast.com website. So all the links will be there for you to learn more about Tina and about her designs. Thank you guys for listening for yet another episode of the Balloon Artist Podcast. And I just want to say, Tina, for wrapping up, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> you had to do it, didn't you? <laughs> I had to. Thank you, guys. See you. Bye. See you soon. Isn't Tina amazing? I mean, she's just so happy and sharing and I loved her classes in Israel and uh, you have a lot of opportunities to meet her soon enough. Uh, hey guys, you also have a lot of opportunities to meet me. Um, I am happy to share with you that I will be going to uh, Twist and Shout 18. Uh, I will from there go and spend some time with my entertainer friends at Cax uh, 18 in uh, LA and uh, later next year we have a world balloon convention which I also plan to attend so there's also a lot of opportunities to meet me uh, we are going to have a meet up for the balloon artist college peeps and another one for Mabkeys and Mabkeys of course are the people that took Mabk the modern automated balloon business course which is more like a program. So if you are going to join the Balloon Artist College, you will also meet me face to face and we'll have a very nice event in Vegas. So one more opportunity to meet, to talk, to jam, and I hope to see you in Vegas. Thank you for listening for the Balloon Artist Podcast, guys. See you next week. And hope to see you in the Balloon Artist Facebook group 
where there are just so many wonderful pictures of the 21 day challenge of the Varun Artist College. See you next week, guys. Hello, 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 Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi and this is Season 5, the season about marketing, the tip section of Chapter 7. And the tip today is kind of a metaphor. What will you take into a lonely island if you need to build a business there uh, out of your characteristics? So you have all kinds of characteristics in you as a business owner, as a business person, as a balloon artist. What is the one thing If you can only bring one characteristic of you, what is the one thing that you will bring into that island? Now, there's a lot of things that you can bring with you. You know, you might say, okay, I'll bring the fact that I know how to, ha- to work hard, the fact that I'm creative, all kinds of things that you can bring with you. What is the one, number one thing that you need to bring into that business? And it's basically, that is the essential piece of the puzzle that without it, all the rest will not work for you in business. And I can, I, I can only share with you what it is for me. And I've actually spent a lot of time thinking about it, exploring the things that I do. Some of the things that I do don't work, but all of the things that I do create one thing in me. And that one thing, one characteristic is confidence. When you have confidence, you can use it to make mountains move in front of you. People will buy from you, will return for you, and they will help you in your business. They will open up their worlds for you if you have confidence. You, without being confident, they will not hire you even if you're super creative or even if you, your marketing is top-notch, but you're not confident in front of them in the sales call and so on. So confidence is the first thing that I will take, the number one thing. And guess what? If you could bring two things, the second one, the other side of the coin, is actually, again, for me, from my point of view, is generosity. If you can only bring two things, Bring your generosity with you because that generosity is going to help you serve your customers, choose your audience, be grateful for your customers, which is very important in the thank you economy that we live in. And uh, being generous is something that karma appreciates. Guys, karma is real. When you're good to people around you, some people, maybe not the same people, but some people will be good for you too. So pay it forward. Do me a favor. If you enjoy the Balloon Artist podcast, pay it forward to tell someone that they have to listen to this podcast today and they will, you know, uh, they will thank you for it. So see you guys next week on the Balloon Artist podcast. <laughs>